0: Welcome back everyone to this session, which is a session that we're going to be very, very practical in. It's called Practicalities and Mysteries. healing and deliverance and so we're going to look at some things that may have been questions in your mind as we've been going through already and of course we have opportunity to discuss this if you are doing the course we have certain discussion times as well Um, so uh, let's explore some of these and dive right in and your notes um, will outline these as well and do scribble in between anything that's helpful for you first of all one of the things we have to be aware of in this type of ministry is relying on techniques you remember uh, in a previous study we looked at Acts 19 verse 13 to 16. Let me read it. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits saying, We exorcise you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And it appears that these were not believers in the Lord Jesus as disciples, but they saw Paul's technique in casting out demonic spirits by the name of Jesus, and they just adopted it as another form of exorcism. Um, and herein lies the danger of uh, formulae, techniques, um, methods alone. We're not into that. There are principles, um, biblical principles around healing and deliverance, but we must beware of falling into this trap Um, of of technique now obviously with experience we'll pick up certain signs etc and we'll be able to read things and there'll, there'll be learned discernment but it's important to go in total dependence upon God and sometimes it helps me to imagine myself deaf dumb and blind as I'm going into a situation in prayer to be totally dependent on the Lord Jesus he is the healing presence And what I want to do first of all is become aware of his presence and then I want to effectively lead the other person into his presence also. And this is not merely a preliminary. It's actually the most important thing that we do in healing ministry. Leanne Payne in her book Healing Presence put it like this. The power to heal and be healed is available because God himself is in our midst. His presence and his power are mysteriously one. And if there's any key to healing it is learning what she goes on to say to invoke the mighty presence of our god and become vessels through which he ministers in our midst healing is god's presence in our midst not the precocious effort of some individual it is by faith we invoke the presence of god for our benefit as ministers and for those being ministered to practicing the presence of god is vital we mustn't practice the presence of the demonic, which is so easily to do, especially when there's a manifestation. Don't practice the presence of self or sin, but we want to be looking out to the crucified one, the son of God from whom healing comes. Second practicality, humility and sensitivity is needed. We need to be very careful. A little knowledge is a very dangerous thing and zeal without knowledge also. A lot of damage has been done over the years Uh, and deliverance ministry in particular has got a bad press because of ignorance and uh, problems being made worse because of people who launch into this particularly on their own without any support and so humility is needed We, we might only learn from these principles how to recognize when ministry deeper ministry is needed from someone else and we might have to show humility by referring a person on to another who knows more but we all, all always must be willing to get help and that signifies our humility and um, another thing to to also acknowledge is sometimes biblical counseling and medical inf- intervention is necessary even perhaps before ministry to get a person into a receptive place and we're not against uh, medicine and we're not against um, counseling but the best approach in all of these um, healing matters is a holistic approach where where we benefit from all of these um, so it's important to emphasize that and um, then fourthly listen for God and Uh, to the person you're looking for the key or keys to the root problems um, of the issues presenting themselves and that's why God has given us two ears and one mouth Uh, listening adds to our discernment so I often have a, a notepad and pen just to jot a few things down as I believe God shows me those things as I'm listening you also have two eyes to watch and pray and i would advise you to keep your eyes open when you're praying with someone because all sorts of things can happen um during that time um, and and ask the person also themselves to tell you if they sense anything because often god will speak to them and they'll hear things from the lord he'll reveal it to them rather than you what is it we're looking for to discern well of course we've gone over these things over the weeks sins issues of forgiveness rejection abuse um, It often takes a while for someone to share abuse of course, control, manipulation, loss, bereavement, occult, false religions, soul ties, generational curses and iniquity, mental strongholds, in other words lies the person is believing, false expectations they have of themselves, self pronouncements they've made over themselves, curses of others, soulish words or soulish prayers or prophecies that have been given. Um, and so you want to discern, is the main issue with the person here, is it a human spirit issue? And often that shows its effects through the thoughts, the feelings and the actions, the mind, the emotion and the will. Or is it a demonic spirit that we're dealing with here? And very often it's a combination of all sins, winds, and demons as we've, we've seen. And it's vital that we utilize the gift of the discerning of the spirits, which is a spiritual gift, but also can be honed and learned through experience. But also be open to God speaking to you through a word, through a picture, through an impression or even out of a conversation that you're having with a person. That's happened to me many times where God's revealed something and something that they have said or I have said inadvertently that has actually triggered something in the person and made them aware of where the problem lies. You're looking for a key um, and that's the right of entry from the enemy. Then further practicality, make sure that you're covered Um, And this speaks to me of order and armor. Um, The armor of God in Ephesians 6 is very important that we avail of that, especially in this spiritual warfare prayer. But, you know, it's not just putting bits of armor on in prayer. It's actually a lifestyle. The armor is a lifestyle. I'll not go through the various parts of that armor. You can look at it yourself. But it speaks of lifestyle Tendencies where we're relying on the Word of God and Christ, we're covered, our heads, our hearts, etc. We're, we're guarded with truth, we're, we're standing on truth. So that's important to understand. Um, and though we are wounded healers, none of us is all that and have it together and are perfect. There is a duty of self care that we make sure that before we minister to another, we're not in a vulnerable position, that we're not dabbling in sin at that moment or compromised. Um, and it's good to have order as well as covering and by that I mean accountability to other people whether it's in your local fellowship or a team that you're working with that's helpful so we're not isolated also fasting can be a help Matthew 17 this verse 21 is often quoted however this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting some versions don't have the fasting bit in there but we'd all agree that fasting is a weapon that we can use but I think in this instance that Jesus was able to cast this demon out in a way that the disciples couldn't and he 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 didn't all of a sudden start fasting that moment before he cast the demon out it wouldn't have made sense He, he was living a fasting lifestyle so that Jesus was always ready for anything that came along his way he wasn't constantly fasting but he lived a fasted lifestyle fasting was a part of his lifestyle on and off as was regular prayer and so it's important to note that we need those devotional lives With the Lord, Um, if possible, uh, with someone, minister with someone, another person, um, protect yourself from immorality and accusation. That can be a real help in in that regard. And it's not always possible, but as far as is possible, try to do that for your own protection. Also, extra giftings and people. None of us have a monopoly of of gift, and the insight that another can bring uh, is very important. So let's remember that. Um, a ministry candidate must be willing and this is a vital it seems obvious but um, some people don't always get this that sometimes a person can come for ministry because they've been cajoled um, or encouraged their arm up their back a little bit by a, a, a friend a loved one um, and that doesn't help because usually the person has to be in the place where they have come of their own volition and really want Uh, healing and freedom and often the success I don't like using that word but you know the success of the ministry will be determined by how much the person really wants it themselves so I have a long time ago um, decided that I I won't minister to people through others uh, uh, um, uh, recommendations in the sense of would you see my father would you see my wife or husband I, I want to get the person to come to me and contact me and explain that they really want minister to themselves. Another, if possible, get them to pray. And um, this, this is along the same vein. Get them involved in the process. And of course, in your notes today, I've given you a, a um, sample outline prayer. It's based on one from Derek Prince in his book, uh, They Shall Expel Demons. But I've amended it a little bit and added to it. And uh, you can use that as a template yourself. It covers all the bases. If you just look at it, you'll see it. All the bases that we've covered in this series. And it's just a helpful framework for you to maybe lead a person in prayer. But it's important for them to take ownership of this process. Rather than them coming to get the Simon Magus treatment, fix me. uh, But they're actually taking responsibility for their own lives before God receiving the healing and the freedom that they need also agree with the person in their prayers. There's great power when they have prayed through certain things. Um, scripture says in James five sixteen, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effect of fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And there's something about sharing with each other and witnessing to the same with each other John twenty twenty three 23 says something similar if you forgive the sins of any they are forgiven them if you retain the sins of any they are retained and that's a difficult verse it doesn't mean we have the power like God to forgive people's sins but what it does mean is when we declare to a person if you believe you are forgiven there's great power in sharing with someone the wonderful message of forgiveness if they come in faith and, and in repentance and so it's important for you to just say you agree with what is being prayed and say your amen. Also, and the next thing is casting out demons may take some persistence. And this is where we, we're getting very practical. Because some people think if you just say in the name of Jesus come out, well, that's done and dusted. But sometimes persistence is needed. Because spirits, demonic spirits trying to make you think they're gone at times and they're not gone or they are going And in fact, they're staying. And so we mustn't jump to conclusions. And and it's helpful to know you mustn't jump about, but concentrate on one spirit at a time. Uh, And that helps to to be persistent, persistent. And focused in that particular area but also don't gormlessly persist if it's obvious there is no release in that area so what I mean is if you're in a wrestling match with a demon sometimes there's persistence needed but you need discernment to know no this is going on too long this is distressing the person unnecessarily we need to stop and ask what is stopping this spirit being released and um, this is not uh, a showdown that is not the objective but what we long for is a, as pain-free a deliverance uh, and as quiet a deliverance as possible and so we want to keep things low-key a gentle approach understated um, and the contrary to that is often again brought deliverance ministry a very bad press. Um, demons are not deaf even a spirit of deafness is not deaf so you don't need to shout sometimes uh, to be persistent persistent you do raise your voice but authority is essentially not in that the decibels of your voice but it's it's in who you're coming to, in whose name you're coming to that person and that's the name of jesus and the authority that he has given you do not be demon-led but spirit-led don't get drawn in by deceivers now this is difficult especially if a demon is manifested and actually talking but try to receive your revelation from god's spirit now God may force a demon to offer up information and you need discernment to know whether that's a lie or not. Um, but try your best, beware of communing with a demonic spirit because they will lead you up um, blind alleys. They are liars. Also stay in your God-given boundaries, principalities and powers. That's a whole other subject we'll not get into today. But there's a sort of, a sort of protocol in dealing with those. We need to be very careful Um, Some people in ministry are assigning demons to hell. I don't think that's our job. Make sure we're not stepping out of our God-given remit. It says even in the book of Jude that um, the angel, There were angels who did not keep their first estate. They stepped out of their boundary. Talks also about Michael who dared not bring an accusation against Satan over the bones of Moses. So even the Archangel Michael knew where his boundary lines were. And he said the Lord rebuke you um, rather than coming in his, his own strength. So it's important just to uh, have a healthy awareness of boundaries. And you might want to ask more questions about that later on. Um, Something else, if spirits have been cast out, ensure to pray into the emptiness, also sealing what has been done. And what we're really talking about here, I suppose, is the the filling of the Holy Spirit. All empty spaces the enemy has left need to be filled. Otherwise, the enemy can come back um, and bring more demons with him. Of course, this refers essentially to lordship of Christ um, and inviting Christ into every area of your life but it also speaks of the need to to fill those empty spaces with the fruit of the spirit as well and sometimes you need to pray those things in at the end of the the deliverance remember Matthew 12 verse 43 and 45 uh, Jesus said about what happens when an unclean spirit goes out of a man he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none then he says I will return to my house from which I came and when he comes he finds it empty swept and put in order then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter and dwell there and the last state of that man is worse than the first so shall it also be with this wicked generation Another thing we want to do as well as praying in fullness of the spirit into the emptiness is pray a reversal of all the damage done by the enemy, even physical healing. And whenever demonic spirits are in a person or on a person for some time, there can be consequential damage. That needs to be reversed and that can be mental emotionally and spiritually and so we want to pray for healing often physical healing and sometimes the person's faith has risen when they've been delivered of a demonic spirit and they've seen the power of god in that way their faith can be raised for a physical healing as well pray for yourself afterwards and your team may want to pray for each other uh, committing yourself completely to god and the person that you've been ministering to releasing them cutting yourself off from them asking yourself to be cleansed in your home or the place that you're ministering to be cleansed as well that's a good practice to do so that nothing hangs on anyone also you may wish to incorporate anointing oil as a practicality it's a symbol it's a very powerful one in Mark six thirteen, 13 um, and Jesus um, instructed the disciples to go out and it says they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. So this was not something just reserved for the elders. James five fourteen does say is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus. But this seems a broader um, symbol of healing that we can use. Um, also laying on of hands is something that is also quite powerful. It's, it's not uh, understandable necessarily how it all works but it does work and there's something about laying on hands but we need to be appropriate and always ask people's permission around that um, uh, but but it's something that we can utilize in the healing ministry. Also advise in the process of healing renewal of the mind and discipleship and this is very important I've said to you and emphasized already how important it is that healing and deliverance is not some kind of fringe thing um, for extreme People, ministers in the church, but it's actually something that should be incorporated within the progression of normal discipleship and walk with Jesus. And so it's very important to emphasize um, and advise how healing at times is ongoing um, and there's a renewal of the mind involved. And also you need to follow Jesus as a disciple. And I often use the analogy of surgery and rehabilitation. Many people need heart surgery and the invasive treatment. But they also need to change their diet and exercise. Now if they need surgery changing their diet and exercising is not enough. But equally if they get the surgery like deliverance. But don't change their diet and exercise. The benefits of the surgery could be undone. And it's the same with healing and deliverance. Some people have a very demonstrative um, Freedom, act of the the Holy Spirit and the supernatural ministry of of deliverance, and I think that's all sorted. But they go back to their old habits or their old um, apathetic following of Jesus. And uh, it's important to emphasise that there's responsibility um, for us to follow Jesus and uh, to be a disciple of His. Um, there's also some areas that I don't really want to go into too much detail here um, but we need to be c- careful of legal issues especially if we're um, ministering to minors certainly in our jurisdiction it is incumbent upon us to report anything uh, that is a crime um, involving a minor if that person of course has come for ministry obviously you shouldn't minister to a minor I don't I don't think you should do that at all um, certainly with without the accompanying of guardians or parents but we need to be aware of the legalities and it might be different in different places so I don't want to be specific but the legalities of our responsibility um, if certain crimes have been divulged uh, or if accusations are made or other people are under threat there may be things that we need to do um, legally more than, than just listen to the person and pray for them and of course we have to bring Um, into consideration the desire of the person especially if they're an adult that's different if it's historic something historic that brings it into maybe a different area and so we we just need to be well up on the laws of our jurisdiction um, uh, and, and, and follow that through as far as we possibly can Um, Just four mysteries that I have here at the end and uh, I can't go into this in much detail but uh, maybe whet whet your appetite for asking questions um, during our question times. But demons can leave imperceptibly. So a demon can go and there'd be no manifestation but it has to be said generally they do manifest and in very different ways. People can burp, people can vomit, people can just experience the demon coming off in their breath or there they can be just a lightness comes there's various ways that people can experience this and they feel maybe the demonic spirit moving into a different area of their body until it leaves but what I'm saying is be careful that we don't put too much faith in the manifestation and not acknowledge that sometimes the demonic spirit can go and that's harder to discern at times but often the person being ministered to can tell you, no, I, I feel different. Second thing, some problems are solved in a moment, but others take years. And I don't understand this, especially when it comes to ancestral curse, it has to be said, very often these are more um, intransigent problems, difficult, they're more stubborn and they seem to wind themselves as they do through generations more, in more a difficult fashion to unwind. And also inner healing usually is a process. And Deliverance can be an instantaneous thing but healing usually takes time, certainly inner healing. Not everyone gets free and there can be many reasons for that. Never blame the person, uh, never do that but don't take responsibility on yourself either. Some people are just not ready or their circumstances need to come into place. Some people deep down have uh, blockages it's like the man at the pool of bethesda in john 5 jesus said to him do you want to be healed um and i'm not a, we ought not to accuse a person of that if we we when we don't really know but nevertheless we, we have to be aware that there can be other stuff going on in the person's life and we leave those things with god we know that now is the day of salvation scripture says now is the day of deliverance So God can always and he always wants to set people free but there can be a timing that is key for that person and not all the pieces are in place as I've said. This final one is a tricky one and it it warrants further discussion but I just want to name this. Uh, The people may appear to exhibit different personalities in ministry what I mean by that is alter egos or fragments or person parts Um, Now, some ministers believe this is deception, but others believe there is such a thing. And I'm talking about a different manifestation of the demonic spirit and you need discernment to know the difference. Um, And often the difference is in tone and how it presents itself. But many people recognize disassociation, multiple personality disorder or fragmentation. And these personalities behave somewhat differently than demons And when you test the spirit, you maybe ask them to say Jesus Christ is Lord. Not just Jesus is Lord. Sometimes demons can say Jesus is Lord. Jesus is a common name in the Latin word, for instance. But Jesus Christ is Lord. Very often this entity can say that and a demon very often wouldn't say that, usually wouldn't say that. Um, So we have to be aware of this, that this may be a part of the person themselves that has been broken off through trauma usually, often childhood trauma, and is fragmented. Or it can be, in a strange sort of way, a connection of another person that is tied to them in some way. And, um, you know, this is difficult, but very often we need to minister to a memory around trauma, not re-traumatize the person, but minister to a a memory uh, in the person uh, but ask Jesus to actually release that part of the person heal that part of the person if it's part of them heal that part of the person that part may need deliverance from a particular demon spirit of trauma or rejection or something like that and then ask Jesus to bring that part into the whole into the core of the being of that person to bring healing to their broken heart effectively and if it's the Manifestation of a, a person, another person—that's more difficult—and um, you just ask the Lord to release that person from the individual that you are praying with. And sometimes there might be a process of forgiveness that's necessary for the the person you're ministering to. It's a complicated thing, but what I will say is, and it, I'm sure it fails over your head for many of you, but in in, in such a situation, very often, um it's advisable for you to get more professional help for that person um, uh someone more experienced but it's important to recognize that because what often happens is one of these altars manifests and a person just thinks it's a demon because it sounds like someone different than the, the individual you're ministering and they try to cast this out of the person when in fact it might actually be a part of this person that needs healing rather than deliverance. Um, and so we we'll leave that there. You, I'm sure you'll have questions about that perhaps later on. Um, but can I just say in such situations and in all healing and deliverance situations, do you know what the most powerful spiritual weapon you have is? You might say the name of Jesus or the blood of Jesus or Ephesians 6, the armor of God, the sword of the spirit, etc., the word, word of God. But what I'm going to tell you is probably the most powerful weapon is love. And make sure that you don't address people as projects or assignments. And the more you're in this ministry, that can be difficult as you minister to more and more people. But you must love them. That's the greatest thing that we can do. First Corinthians 13 says, we can have all the spiritual gifts and abilities, but if we have no love, we're nothing. And the little course puts it, more love, more power, more of you in my life and that's what the world needs to see that's what people we're ministering need is us to show the tenderness compassion and love of Jesus Christ so I hope that's been a help I'm sure it hasn't answered all your questions but you'll have an opportunity to ask some more don't forget about that handout there that example prayer a model for prayer for deliverance that you can print out too God bless you Lord we just pray that you'll um, cause us to forget those things that are not of you and unhelpful but that we might Uh, find wisdom and help um, and encouragement in what we have shared uh, together here today and that it will be equipping for us to help others to freedom in the days that lie ahead in jesus name we pray amen god bless you see you soon for the final installment of this training series god bless you